Hey, good morning. Recording semi almost not quite live from the Broncos Select dugout in Union Grove. This is BSing with Scooter and McBee, the Broncos Select webcast for Broncos Select by Broncos Select. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, Brian McBee McBride along with my co host Scooter Scott Ketterhagen. Broadcasting from uh, the dugout for the 2019 Bat Demo Day for Broncos Select. Today's uh, program is brought to you by Ruma Sports. PC Performance, and Bob's Mobile. Joining me now is my co-host, Scooter Catterhagen. How are you doing, buddy? Excellent. Uh, pretty exciting day for these little guys and gals to come out and uh, swing some new lumber and try some new gear out. Yeah, that's for sure. It's pretty cool. There's a, We're in the back room here at the dugout. Actually, we're in the, the pig roast dumpster Supply closet room, right, yeah. Yeah, right now, but... Looking to maybe make this into the uh, new BS in with Scooter McBee Studio, I think. It's got potential for sure. Yeah, it's got a nice window overlooking uh, the main drag in Union Grove here. And once we get our sign and our on-air neon sign up, we'll be ready to rock. You're you're serious about this. You're wanting the on-air sign. Yeah. That so everyone knows driving by that uh, there's something magical happening at the dugout. <laughs> Yeah, magical. Well, uh, yeah, today's a pretty exciting day. We do this every year. I think think this got started how many years ago? Three years ago. Okay, three years ago where we get uh, some bat reps in from Dee Marini and Louisville Slugger, and it's kind of spearheaded with uh, in conjunction with uh, Jeff Kieslich from Ruma Sports, who is sponsoring today's program. And it gives uh, the kids an opportunity to come in and hit bats that, that they haven't hit before, um, kind of talk to the reps about the bats and, and just get a feel. It's so much different than when we were kids. You know, you had a handful of bats in your garage or that your dad had and yeah. made of what? Aluminum and Yeah, they're about an inch thick aluminum that came over on the Mayflower and handed down generation to generation. Yeah. And you just take a bat and go out and do your thing. Well, so you know, your your baseball run really never stopped coming right out of high school and then you were playing bar league softball and then you were right into coaching so you know obviously you've had a bat in your hands probably every day right through your entire life what have you seen in changing of bats as far as how they're made and you know what that represents for the hitter well I think it changed the game you know you go anywhere under the major league baseball the game has been changed by the technology in these bats through the 90s, it got kind of ridiculous, you know, into the 2000s, how hot these bats were. And your leadoff hitter was hitting as many home runs as your three hitter. And then through the later 2000s and into this uh, decade, they've toned the bats down where it's uh, come back to. <laughs> <laughs> So we had a little cough debacle here. <laughs> Scott was trying to vamp and couldn't make it happen. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Uh, moving on. Okay. So through the 2000s, it really, I think, took away from the purity of the game of softball and baseball because anyone could put a bat in their hand that could hit the ball out of the park. And now it's going back to you have to be the athlete to hit the ball further. Um, and I think it's for the good of the game. When did you have your first, like, not, I mean, I think when we were kids, we had all aluminum, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. When did you have your first non-aluminum bat? When did, was that in when you were, like, playing softball for the body? Uh, yeah, they, uh, I want to say in the 2000s, Easton came out with a composite bat, Marini. It was always uh, aluminum. Then they went to aircraft aluminums, and then they went to double walls bats, and those were huge 15, 20 years ago. And uh, I would say my first true experience with uh, composite was when I was coaching high school. And composite bats do not fare well when it's 30 degrees out, 40 degrees out. That's a good story. You got to tell that. Yeah, so we bought uh, a couple bats through Ruma, and – they were 
really good bats. I mean, these things were hot, and the girls hit well with them. And and that was back in the days, too, where there was bat for the team. Not every right, kid walked yeah. around with their own bat. No, they couldn't afford it. And then um, so we get to sectionals, and about two-thirds of the way through the game, girl swings, hits the ball, and the bat just shattered in half. And if you can imagine the fragile psyche of – 14 to 17 year old girls and then they see the bat they've used all year just shatter in two you would have thought you know someone just shot their dog because it was that bad so i go down to jeff and he's like ah it's gonna be you know a warranty claim is gonna be two three weeks i'm like uh we have two or three days to get a bat so i ended up going north of Oconomowoc to get a bat you know we just bought another one but so yeah, you know, when it ended up winning state. So, you know, it's crazy how much these bats mean to these kids. I remember I got a good story, too, about Connor Getch when he was about 11. He stu- he had a CF4, DeMarini, and my whole team swung them. And his I was pitching BP, and I sawed him off, and his bat snapped. That kid went into the biggest year-long slump. Because his bat, you know, it was in his head that he didn't have his little whoopee. It affected, you know, the deal. Uh, your psyche yeah, is half of the sport. Well, and, and more so, you know, I've talked about that in hitting. I mean, your mental state in hitting is so huge. So, And I love that story about your girls because it just speaks, you know, maybe for another episode how a big win or a big season sometimes comes down to about a luck like that where you have a strange thing happen like that. But yet you go get the bat and you guys end up winning state that year. So that's uh, pretty cool. Well, what do we got on the uh, docket for today? Well, we're going to have Rick Miller in here. He's the Louisville Wilson DeMarini rep that's uh, helping us give us some great deals on uh, bats and equipment here today. Uh, We have Jeff Keisha coming in to talk a little sporting goods and uh, local business and sponsor of the show. So those guys will be coming in and chatting with us. And uh, I guess you and I are just going to talk more about bats and what it, what it means to the sport, what it's like for the kids, and um, how they benefit from it. Yeah, we'll get uh, – and Justin's down here. we got a couple coaches uh, uh, down here that we'll talk to too. So we'll be back in I a I think minute. we need to get Justin his own chair here. You know, he's, he's, like a- he's getting to be a regular on the show for sure. So we're going to be back in a minute to uh, talk to Justin. We'll get him in here and just uh, kind of get an update on where things are at in the organization. Back in a minute, uh, BS and Scooter McBee. Hey, all you crazy loyal fans of Scooter and McBee, it's Scooter here. Just wanted to let everyone know we got a bowling fundraiser coming up for Bronco Select February 15th. Hope to see you all there, 4.30, 7 o'clock shifts. Sign up at broncoselect.com. All right, back with you on BS and uh, Scooter and B Bat Day 2019 at the dugout. It's kind of cool. This is one thing we didn't talk, talk about in the opening there, Scott. This is our, you know, we can't get in the studio for one show, and we got to be back out at one of these live events again. It was kind of nice being in the studio, but we seem to like to travel to these live events a little bit. So, although I don't know, this could be, this could be home now. Yeah, I think this is a good spot if our next guest here, Justin, will let us. Uh settle down and kind of make this home and clean the joint up a little bit. And what, why do you think he's first on the docket today? We right. want to we yeah, give him his airtime so we can get some what we need. Yeah, we'll bring him into BS and Scooter McDee, again, the president of Bronco Select, Justin Lafrania. Welcome back, buddy. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me back. So uh, we talked to you back in September at Super Saturday, and at that time we just kind of previewed some of the stuff that was upcoming and just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that as far as uh, how the cleanup out at uh, Pete Morris went and then the opening of the dugout here for 2019-2020. Uh, cleanup went really good. We had a lot of volunteers from the parents. Um, 
I mean, it turned out to be an okay day, not too wet. Uh, we were able to keep most stuff dry. Uh, they didn't, all the parents that came did a very good job of uh, keeping those that windscreen off the ground, keeping it dry. So when we put it away for storage, it's uh, it'd be good to go for next year. Yeah, it was tough. It was it was kind of windy that yeah. day, and it definitely took some coordination with a group of people that were there to get that. Fo- I mean, we're sitting in this back room here, and we've got those nets actually sitting right behind you. And to see, consider, like, if you go out to the field and see that strung out in the fence, to see that folded up in this little pile here, <laughs> they, they did a good job. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Scott, just from turning to you from the, the standpoint of being out at the school and working the diamonds like you do, it's pretty important to get that thing actually shut down properly for the year and kind of get people off it to keep it in good shape, right? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I was going to mention that the two years this diamond's been open have arguably been the two worst years yeah. in the history of me doing diamonds and playing ball. And, you know, that diamond has taken so much water and so much abuse and you go out there and it's pretty good shape but we you know threw some fertilizer on it and I'll uh, aerate it and uh you know all that stuff and bring it back to life here you know in April and I think it's it's stood uh big tests the first two years so and we're going to next summer we're going to do some tiling to drain that water off even better so it's Kind of, it's still the crown jewel of the diamonds in Union Grove, I think. Not not even just Union Grove. I mean, even in the southeastern area where our kids are playing tournaments and league games and stuff, it's still probably the best diamond they get to play on. Right, right. And and, and that was one of the things that we talked about at Super Saturday. Um, Just give people an update kind of on the the next uh, phase, you know, that, that diamond has always the plan for that has always to been a kind of a phase project where year in year out we try to add something and I think we may have talked about that on the previous show but just kind of give everybody an update on what the next step is what we want to add in that uh the next step is uh bleachers we really want to get bleachers in there for the fans I know a lot of people still bring their chairs and stuff but that's one other question we always get when are we getting the bleachers um that and we're gonna end up trying to get a new shed uh possibly make a concession slash storage shed is is the hope um so those are kind of the next two things we're looking at doing yeah and that getting a a shed out there for concessions that's another opportunity for volunteer time and it's another opportunity for the organization to kind of build some funds so uh you hate to uh, have winter come and go because we got to kind of say good goodbye to pete morris field for the year but uh it was a definitely a good outing so how about the dugout here now well before we move on yep. i just wanted to give a shout out to mary and blaine peterson they do i mean i'm at work there every day outside and they do countless hours of weeding and mowing hand mowing and you know sweeping and raking and they don't you know want any accolades for it they just go and do it because you know they're proud of what we did, and, you know, that family was a big uh, part of building this diamond, and, you know, it's people like them that come out and help us behind the scenes that really make that diamond look nice. Yeah, for sure, and they, <clears throat> you're right, they had a, a massively big role in that, that uh, that was huge going forward, so, uh, yeah, so Justin, uh, what do we got going on with the dugout now that uh, we're, you know, we're into November or uh, December, rather, you know, I know a few people kind of start tinkering in um, in November with a little bit of hitting. I know we had the schedule all together, um, but not all the teams were using it. Now that we're getting into December, I would say the the majority of teams are hitting, and then certainly by the the first of the year, everybody's full swing. So what's going on here? Yeah, like you said, more majority of the teams are hitting. Um, there are a few that will start after the, after the new year. Um, it's just... Uh, it's been great for this whole organization having this place to hit. I mean, I've seen it in kids I've been coaching in the last few years, how much it helped, and it just gets us ready for that season a little earlier, um, get, get some locked in swinging. Um, but, I mean, we've, we've got it pretty set up nice here now. It's, it's pretty cool, too, because we've added some space that we didn't have in previous years. Well, well two things. We've added time. Um, I think we talked about that on the last show that we're now – uh, renting the dugout basically year round, yep. um, and that's I think 
might take a year for everybody to see the improvements in that that we want to do, but it, it is a process. Um, so having it a year round, but we also added space. Um, we added some some space in the back here um, where we're recording from right now, and we you know we have the big room here that we're we're going to get some uh, kind of non hitting activities going on. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, just something to uh, one. It's a good place for the kids to stretch and and warm up before practice. Um, the plan is to get some kind of um, program going for the kids. Uh, something to strengthen strengthen their arms uh just overall wellness of the kids too um and we also have a tv back here that uh the coaches will be able to plug into and and kind of analyze swings rather than looking on a smaller ipad or or your phone we'll be able to plug it right into the tv and have a bigger view of their swing so i think that's a good plus for the coaches to help them out too that's huge scott can you talk about that as a hitting coach what the benefit to to showing a kid their swing i think that's the number one thing i've learned over the years if you the kid you can tell a kid a hundred times you know what they're doing wrong but until they see it for themselves and see themselves doing it it's uh night and day when they can see oh yeah i gotta fix this so yeah, that's going to be a nice tool to have. You know, one thing I, that I'd like to say about the dugout, <clears throat> obviously Bronco or BS and with Scooter McBee, uh, we we know that a lot of you listening out there are within the organization, but I know that there's some subscribers, actually subscribers, listeners that we have that listen to the show that are not members. They're just community members. And one thing that's nice about the dugout here, it's right on Main Street. And if anybody in the community wants to see what's going on with their kids and our coaches and what we're doing, come on in here from 5.30 to 9.30, just about every night of the week during the winter, and you can see what's going on with these kids. It's pretty cool. Yep. It's a firsthand opportunity to to see Broncos select in action. You know, I know we're, we're knocking on your doors, look, you know, looking for donations or trying to sell stuff to you or having you come to um, the fundraiser, but if you don't actually make it out to a game, this is a firsthand opportunity for you to kind of come in and see uh, what the kids are, or the benefit that they're getting from what Bronco Select has put together. Yeah, that that's another thing that brings up a great point is we do uh, knock on people's door and solicit donations and money from them. But, uh, Justin, can you talk about a few things that Bronco Select is doing, you know, for the holiday season here that – Kind of, we're trying to give back. I know you uh, were a part of some cool things here in the last few weeks. Yeah, so uh, my daughter's team, which is uh, coached by Jared Brisky, the U14 team, um, we actually went uh, Friday after Thanksgiving to the uh, vet's home and did some decorating, Christmas decorating. Um, so that was a good time. They really appreciate when we come out and help. Um, I also know... Uh, uh, U12 Calawert's team went and did uh, something with the Special Olympics. Uh, so, like I, I've said before, it's it's not just about baseball and softball. We get out in the community. We help out um, and, and, and try to teach these kids more than just baseball and softball. And I would say overall as a program, the parents are, they step up. The kids really step up, and they don't screw around. They really do a good job of helping these the people in need during the holidays and throughout the year. I think they like it. Uh, last year, the U6, uh, U14 last year, but the U16 girls went out to Southern Wisconsin Center, and we played bingo out there. And the girls, you could tell, you could see it on their faces. They were engaging. They were enjoying it. It was just as much of a benefit. It wasn't them checking the box to get their, we got to do something for Broncos Select. They really did like it a lot. Also, last year we ran a uh, Easter dinner where we donated, uh, what was it, 14 dinners to families. Um, so that's probably something we'll look at doing again. Yeah, those are great I things. Mean, so uh, we're kind of moving into the, the next phase of our season. We, you kind of have the fall season, then the off season when we really kind of ramp up the workouts. But um, from an organizational standpoint, there are a few things coming on. Now, I know, Justin, since we talked last, I think we did uh, mention that at that time the bowling fundraiser, which supports our U14 girls and our U12 boys travel, 
um, was going to be in January. There's been a slight change to the bowling fundraiser this year. Yeah, we had to change it. Uh, I know that Bronco Booster Club had a a big bags tournament planned for the day it was really originally scheduled for. So, I mean, that's something that a lot of people from the community go to both. So we didn't want to uh, step on anyone's toes or, or want to make both uh, fundraisers uh, the most successful we can. So we decided to move it. Um, so the new date is going to be February 15th. Okay, so yeah, February 15th. And that usually, the, the, the amount of people that, that we get for that, we usually bowl, I think, in two shifts. Yep. So again, even for those people that are out in the community that aren't maybe in, in Bronco Select, if you know someone, let them know that you'd like to come bowl because it's a it's a huge uh, fundraiser for us. It's a it's a big fun night and it's an important fundraiser because it does directly benefit our two teams that that go on those national trips. So it's kind of an important night. Well, and let's face it, those a lot of kids look forward when they're eight years old to this trip when they're twelve. So yep. yeah, it's just a very important um, time in their lives, and you know it's pretty exciting to be able to go to a different state and play it's a good time it's a good time uh, bowling that night too we always have a lot of fun with that and then coming up in may justin may 16th is our uh annual pig roast i think it'll be year 12 this year coming up um unreal yeah been around a while so um always a good time um big thanks to everyone in the community that's our, our that we get donations from um Obviously, the the more donations we get, the more successful we are, and and all this, all, everything's going back to the kids in this organization. Um, so that's also a good plus. Yeah, just a reminder, everybody out there, that we are a non for profit organization. So when we are doing those fundraisers, it is to to help the kids move forward and uh, help them build not just their baseball skills, but uh, them as young people as well. So. Um, well, Justin, whenever you're, we're in here with you, we, you know, we beat on you as a president, but we know that, uh, your true passion is to coach. And now you're finally getting to spend some time with your new, uh, U8 kids that you're taking on this year. Yeah, we've been, uh, I decided to start hitting like right away, November. Um, I threw out my two days a week to the parents, uh, as optional hitting. Um, I've been getting a good response. A lot of them are showing up. I've got 11 kids. I got a, a great group of kids. You can tell all of them are really passionate about baseball and love to play. Um, so I think I think I got a good group, and I'm excited for uh, this season coming up. So when you started coaching before, what was the youngest level you coached at prior? Um, nine. So nine. So you you were kind of in that stage where there's you've seen what you're seeing now in mm -hmm. that, that learning yep. stage. How about you, Scott? What's the earliest you ever started at? Three. Oh. <laughs> T-ball, three-year-olds. That's That was the year after we won state, so I went from 18-year-olds to three-year-olds. You want to talk about a culture shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I bet you didn't change your, your practice was probably exactly <laughs> no, the same. Yeah, it was uh, pretty rigorous for three- and four-year-olds. Kids out there, three-year-olds doing <laughs> duck walks. and. Uh, that's, uh, well, uh, so what – what do you got planned for, are you going to be ramping up in the gym here as well pretty quick? Or? Yep, so uh, gym times start up in January. Um, got it nice and set up for the parents, a little easier for for us that uh, where we hit Saturdays from 3 to 4 and we go right from there to our gym time. So it kind of helps the parents out a little bit where we only got the two days a week, but we're getting the three days worth of work in. So it's sure. a little, little help to them, uh, but... Yeah, we're ready, and like I said, they're this team's excited about baseball. So right, what are you running at now? Because you were flirting with numbers. Are you did you, uh, are you up? To I'm a, at eleven. You're at eleven right now. now. Yep. Okay, so that's a good number. Pro yeah, probably run with that for the whole year then. Yeah, cool. I mean, I'm always looking to add one more. If there's one person out there that just I look at and like, hey, he could really help my team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass him up. Right. So right. I, I know at that younger age, it's probably it's good to have. 11 at least, but then 12 at that younger age isn't really going to hurt you, I don't think. Sure. Um, so, so isn't it fun though, coaching eight year olds? Just it their is, it is youthful I'll, exuberance and enthusiasm. And it's, it's, uh, one thing I'm starting to notice though, too, with these boys is 
they're starting to become friends you know so i gotta watch them a little more in the dugout you know those those first couple of weeks they were they were behaving so well because they didn't really get to know each other yet now they're getting to know each other gotta gotta kind of corral them in a little bit more now oh boy the coaching the coaching <laughs> rail starts here for sure it's like herding cats sometimes <laughs> yeah you know, one thing I, I wanted to uh, circle back to back on the organizational side, just a reminder for the parents in the organization that there are some opportunities coming up uh, for volunteer time. Um, certainly with the pig roast, everybody's kind of required on that. But, um, you know, anytime down at the dugout, things like that, there's opportunities for people to sort of get time in here and there. And I think our next one, which I haven't set a date yet, is we gotta, we gotta we're going to have to do a paint the back room back here. It's uh kind of part of our lease agreement with the owner of the building um, to kind of make it look nice. And it'll look nicer if we're going to use this back room more. It'll look nicer in general for us. So, Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. I ran across a picture that I had taken of the building before, like when we first just were looking at it, and then kind of a transition picture where there were nets up, and then, you know, now we've got the paint up there. And, it, I mean, it's really transitioned yeah. into a pretty – you got the front rooms all painted with the trophies, and it's really taken its own identity as a as a Bronco Select asset. Now it's not just a building kind of sitting where oh yeah yep. we can get together and hit there. It's it's a Bronco Select mm-hmm. gathering place now. Yep. It's pretty cool when you walk in the door, and when we get this on air sign, it'll be even better <laughs> for sure. A little advertising. Well, Justin, buddy, thanks for coming in, and uh, well, you know, I think you have definitely the most airtime of anybody uh, in the organization, and uh, we hope to keep it that way. So. Yeah, thank you for all you do too. It's yeah, a lot no, of, thank not, you guys. A lot of work behind the scenes and to make a program go, and you're doing a great job leading us. Well, a uh, little shout out to Mama A there too. You yeah, know, she uh, she jumps in <laughs> there too. Yes, that's true. So thanks. We'll let you get back to all bat right. day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Back with more in a minute, and I'm BSing with Scooter and McBee. All right, back, Scooter McBee 2019 Bat Demo Day. And one of the cool things about Bat Demo Day is we get a lot of kids down. Um, you know, sometimes if we're just in the studio, which has only been once of our four shows, but if if we're in, we're not always a place where there's a lot of kids. And, and honest to God, when we started this out, uh, the, the intent of the podcast is to get the kids on the air. And um, that is kind of our mission, and that'll happen more as, as things go along. But today's a, kind of a special day because we are about to have our first girl from the organization that we've ever interviewed. I think we've had three or four boys on the show and certainly a bunch of coaches. But uh, right now we welcome in Mallory from the U14. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. So uh, your dad brought you down today to uh, swing some bats. Mm-hmm. Did you find anything you like? Yeah, I really liked the new DeMarini for sure, and then I liked one of the Louisville Sluggers. That's So did you settle on one? <sighs> We're thinking the Louisville. Oh, that's cool. Okay, and what, what did you like about it? It was, like, kind of heavy, like, at the end, so it was a lot more power than my old bat. Okay, that's cool. So it was coming off the bat pretty good. So, Scott, actually, you coached Mallory for a number of years in hitting, so what what can you talk about with a with a hitter? I mean, you know Mallory well as a hitter. How a different kind of bat can feel towards a kid, and and what it can do for a hitter like Mallory. What I've noticed over the years, and it's not just her, is girls in general are much more susceptible to an end loaded bat or a balanced bat. Their you know their bad habits are accentuated more with girls than boys i think they could they're just a little stronger maybe and overcome you know if a bat's balanced or not and you know it's they are very in tune like girls like mallory and stuff are very in tune with what they want as a bat and i'm sure you see that with your daughter yep. you know my, yeah my daughter Allie was the same way where and Mal- mallory maybe you can talk about this because you and and Allie have been similar type hitters where you can really feel if that bat feels too heavy. Have you swung bats where it feels like it's dragging through a little bit? Yeah, like I used to use the ghost a lot, and like it was so end heavy that like it just felt like it was going to fall on my hands. Sure. So last year for your U12 season, what were you hitting? I 
used Ghost for half of the season. I didn't like it, so then I went back to one of my old DeMarinis. And that, that you know, I, I give you a lot of credit as a young lady because I think the Ghost was the hot bat that every, and, and by hot, I mean socially hot. It was, it was a hot bat as a bat, too. Right. But everybody had the Ghost, and, and everybody wanted the Ghost, but that's pretty... Um, mature of you to recognize that it wasn't the right bat for your swing and you know at the end of the day you got to be comfortable in the box right yeah like everyone was saying like oh why don't you like your ghost it's like the newest bat it's the best bat I'm like I just don't like it it's so end heavy yeah yeah well that's good well you'll have to hit your mom and dad up for a Christmas present here now that you found something that you like today yeah I should <laughs> also um, not just hitting but Mallory, tell us about uh, what you're doing this off season with your. You're the pitcher. You're the main stud on the 14 year old Brisky team. Uh, tell everyone what you're doing pitching wise, and um, I know you're doing a few new things to help your core out. You know, uh, can you tell us what you're doing? Yeah, sure. Like, I've been starting up yoga. It's trying to get me stronger because my legs, I'm not very balanced because I'm growing so fast. And then we are trying to get into strength and conditioning, but I got injuries, so we had to stop. Oh, so that, that core work is pretty good. Do you do you like doing it, or do you got to work yourself to go do it a I little gotta bit? I got to work myself. Sometimes I don't really want to go, but I just do it because it helps. I think you recognize the importance of it. And you're seeing the results now, you know. Yeah, like my pitching coach knows the results and, like, four weeks he's like you're so much like more balanced it's weird like what happened i'm like just been doing yoga a bunch that's awesome that's that awesome is, that's one thing i want to try to implement here for the kids is like a twice a week in our workout room here maybe do a yoga class here twice a week and you know boys girls it doesn't matter yoga is way tougher than it looks oh yeah it's I huge mean, and it's it's like the national craze now like yoga is a huge thing my sister-in-law uh chris mcbride she teaches yoga and it's her classes are full all the time right? that's who does mallory's mm -hmm. classes yeah. i think yeah yeah so it's uh it's definitely a huge thing and that leads in you know um we kind of thought this episode was going to be our, our strength and conditioning episode which is all queued up um we've got two uh uh strength and conditioning people a, a pt and the strength and conditioning coach cody clapper from the high school they're queued up to come in for one of these next shows but um bat day ended up uh, coming first so that's why we're doing it now well, Mallory, why don't you tell us just a little bit about last season and how much fun you had last year? Last year it was really fun. Like I pitched probably my best season ever, and I I remember I pitching my first shutout, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Sure. And I just that gave me more confidence to work harder and to keep doing that, so I know how it feels now. I just want to keep doing it. Right. Right. And the team had a good time. You guys had a good time as a team last year. Yeah, we had a good time. There were some ups and downs, but otherwise it was fine. Yeah, Coach uh, Coach Jared does a good job, and it's uh, it's not too bad having uh, mom and dad helping out either. There too, is it? Some, oh. Sometimes it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying having both parents. Sometimes, like sometimes they're like on my back about everything, but yeah, they're just looking to make you better, right? Yeah. That. Yeah, that drive comes from them. You know, you got a good drive and you work your butt off in the off season, and that comes from two parents that have a lot of drive themselves. You know, one thing, Mallory, that we've talked about on the show is uh, everybody's down here hitting, and then they come to their their practice, you know, to do their team practice. But I think a lot of people forget sometimes that pitchers are doubling down. Can you tell us a little bit about what your pitching regimen is that's aside from everything that you're doing with the team? Yeah, like on Sundays I have private pitching at 8 a.m. in Illinois. And then like Monday I come back here and I do like just drills, basically trying to get my strength better. And then I think Wednesday I keep doing full pitches and work on all my, all my other pitches like my curveball, my screwball. And then – Thursday and Friday is usually when we have our team hitting practice. And, like, so I usually just take a break from pitching that day. Sure. And then Saturday is just, like, my day off. Yeah, you got to have that day to recharge and refresh, right? That's, yeah. That's so important. you get Tuesdays and Saturdays off. Basically, yeah. Yeah. That's – in how old are you? 13. Yeah, that is amazing to have the discipline to do that five days a week. It's very impressive because – 
There's not many kids that'll do that. Like my friends from back at school, they always get annoyed. It's like, you always have to practice. You never have time to hang out. I'm like, well, I want to practice. I want to get better. Right. Do you, do you, do you love all this too? I mean, do you enjoy it? Like at the end of the day, you put in all this work in the off season. Do you, are you able to, once you get on the diamond in the year, just kind of go, okay, I'm just going to have, I'm going to play and use all these tools that I built up, but I'm going to have fun most of all. Yeah, I'm really, I'm a competitive person. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well, but like I always try to have fun, just enjoy it because I'm not going to be able to do this when I'm like adult, so I'm just enjoy it. It's like we're talking to a 40-year-old here. It's a great perspective. Yeah. That's awesome. That well, so on the fun side, let's uh, let's step away from softball. Like, what do you like to do when you're just hanging out at home? What are what are some of your kind of hangout things? I don't know, really, because I usually just practice softball all the time. Like, I do something <laughs> with softball. I don't know why. I just do. Why did I know that answer was coming? <laughs> it's coming. Give your dad a hard time at least, right? That's a good yeah. That's pastime activity. Yeah. Well, what are you guys uh, looking forward to for this coming season? I don't know. We got like some brand new teammates, so I'm just really excited to like bond with them and see how they do with our team. Because I know we've been together for like three years now, so I'm just kind of interested to see how they're going to interact with everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's always that's you know you're always going to have a couple new people every year, and some of those relationships that you make, they're going to be friends for a long, long yeah. time moving forward. So and as a pitcher, you're kind of the captain, you know. So yeah, it's important, you know, build them leadership skills and. You know, get these new girls on board and get make them a part of the team. You guys, um, I know Justin had mentioned you guys went and decorated for the vets a few weeks ago. You guys got anything else fun planned as a team? Uh, I think we're going to like the Chris Kendall Market by Pfizer Forum in a couple weeks. I think so. I'm kind of excited to do that. That's a cool team building yeah. activity. A little, little Christmas action in there. That's that's pretty good. We'll send us some pictures. We'll get those up on the website. Mallory, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. And you are officially the first girl in Bronco Select to do uh, to be on the program. So thanks a lot for for coming on. Thanks for good having luck me this year. Thank you. All right, we'll be back with uh, more from Bat Demo Day in a minute on BSN with Scooter McBee. All right, back with you on BSN with Scooter McBee. Bat demo day at the uh, Dugout 2019. Uh, just got done talking with Mallory Woodworth. Uh, pretty cool to uh, have the first uh, girl ever on the program. I know we've had a lot of boys in, but, you know, that's the, the goal of the show is to get the kids on here and get them talking about uh, softball, baseball, and get them excited about that. So uh, right now we want to welcome to the program uh, one of the better thirds, I guess, of the Questionable Return podcast. This is like this is like podcasting royalty we have right in in our studio here. Definitely the best looking. Yeah, for Easily. sure. Face for radio. And that's, that's what we said. Everybody we know that's podcasting these days definitely is podcasting for a reason. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I know we. I think we kicked around the YouTube idea at one point, and I think YouTube kicked back. We're gonna we're gonna make that happen. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, big plans. I think we better start working out first. <laughs> Some of this core work we're talking yes. about with Just all these wear kids. black. Aren't Just we supposed to get some workout equipment back in here? That's not for the kids. That's actually for the coaches yeah. to actually get in shape. Because everybody wants to see you and I doing yoga on YouTube, Scott. <laughs> Can't wait for that. No, uh, downward one, dog. <laughs> exactly. Into the podcast now is Andy Nineman and uh, Andy. Uh, we've had Pete Gazjarek on the show a bunch of time from Questionable Returned, uh, and it's. Uh, Andy, Pete, and I don't know Mike's last name. Daly. Mike Daly. Um, it's the great questionable return podcast, and we talk about it all the time because it really is a great show. you got to check that out. Although you guys have had quite a gap since your last show here. Yeah, so we've had some stuff going on, uh, so we decided to take a week off. That seemed to turn into now what? We kind of joked about it, but two months. So I think they're following suit from our model. It's yeah. like, yeah, we're doing. We'll see you next week, everybody, and that means a two and a half or three. Well, months. I wanted to protest. I wasn't going to go on QTR again until I got on this one. 
So I wanted to the gauntlet's been laid down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just waiting for you to lay down. Like, I, when are you gonna start banging it? Because the first thing I do when I'm done recording the show is, all right, I'm gonna go listen to QTR to see what Ninaman's banging on me about about how I'm not posting the podcast <laughs> in enough places. Well, are we gonna get this episode published before Christmas? Or are we shooting for after New Year? I have all week off, so there's a good chance it may be done by January fourth. We got a nice setup here. I was I'm I'm really surprised. Definitely. Thanks for having faith. It's very nice. And the new laptop. I mean, the dinosaur I know, crushing is gone. It. Well, the computer gods kind of dictated that to me. And that's a chance to get a little plug for PC performance right here in Union Grove. They sold me this in about 10 minutes, but that's what happens when you need something. <laughs> hey, at least I had it in stock and ready to go. Exactly. Hey, speaking of that, uh, you know, we want to talk to you about the team, and we'll talk to you a little bit about QTR, but... Um, obviously, you came down uh, to the event today. We were talking a little bit before off air that uh, you weren't necessarily looking for a bat. But one thing we do want to remind people for next year is that you can get other equipment here as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I participated last year. Um, my son came in here to to swing a bat, um, end up getting getting a bat out of the ordeal. But um, use that really well. I mean, it was really fun. It's a good experience to let the kids actually get measured up and go and take some swings. You never really know what kind of bat. Otherwise, you're you're in the age old, especially from our age group, because we're like the U10s, but you have the U8s through the U10s, even 11s, and they look at it, they look for the coolest looking bat, not necessarily one that bets fits them. <laughs> yeah. And these bat companies are marketing geniuses. I saw the one out there, uh, D Marini, that's got like a rainbow on it. That's and I'm like, oh my God. Who, you know, oh my, any girl is going to buy this bat on the sticker alone. So, um, so my seven year old daughter ran to that one. And she's, and, like, she's like, I'm playing softball. And it's the most expensive. Of course it is. I bought one last year. Sort to God, I bought that bat within a week, and it was gone within two. Really? And I'm like, it's just, and I mean, there were obviously it wasn't because of the rainbow colors. It's a very, it's one of the most balanced bats you ever ever swing. So it's good for a weaker kid, um, slower kid getting the bat to the zone. Surprised you didn't keep it. Oh my! Yeah, it would be what happened to it for his fungal bat. That would be a great. I can get the bat to the zone, Scott. <laughs> We have this debate we'll too. We're gonna what, check it out later. What's this podcast rated? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Getting the bats to zones. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you so, did so, you get a glove today? Or? Yeah. So, um, this was a good opportunity for uh, my son Trenton to get a get an opportunity to try out some different gloves. I wanted to get him a, a better glove because we, you know, the age old traveling glove because they grow into them so fi- so fast. So he needed a new one this year. So yeah, we got on here, used the back room, had him throw a little bit. So yeah, he came away with a nice glove, really good glove, good leather. Should last him hopefully. And Wilson makes a nice glove that doesn't take forever and a day to break in. Did you get the one with the synthetic top or whatever? It's a lighter glove, and they're nice gloves for price points. Yeah, I was pretty excited because I wanted to even get a new catching glove for like me, and and then the team can use it obviously as well, but. I don't know. It was funny to watch them because, like, going from because they're pre broken or they're pretty loose, they're, the leather's preconditioned or whatever. The the catching gloves are not. No. So he was, yeah. he's like, this is a little stiff. I'm like, you want to see what a stiff glove feels like? And I tossed him that one. He couldn't even, like, get it squeezed. What's your, Scott, what's your take on steaming uh, gloves? Like, I the last couple gloves I bought for Allie up at Burkhart's, they got a steamer right there. And, you know, I, I'm sure this is not the way to do it because we were looking to get it into action as soon as possible the only way to really do that i mean you got to play catch with a glove for a year really yeah for it to be you right. have yeah it but, takes a year well when you start buying three four five hundred dollar gloves you do not want to steam them at all that, no it um breaks all the leather and the whole glove down sure so what you want is where the ball hits the glove where you're using it and where it's bending you want to break that leather in but you don't want to break all the other leather down. So what happens is it becomes a, you know, a towel or, you know, dish rag in three years. Whereas if you just oil it, use it, oil it, use it, it creates just certain zones that break down and that glove will last three, four times as long. It'll last you your whole life. And that's exactly what happened with Allie's last first basement because we wanted to put it into action right away. I had the guy double steam it at the store and for the first year she loved it. It was great. The last year now, she noticed to 
you know, if you get that kind of catch it on the outside flap where she was getting some bend folds in it, right yeah, over. folded on her. So, and that's what I would suggest. Like, you know, as your kids get to be 12, 13, 14, you're going to want to, you know, they're saying they're still playing baseball. That means that's probably one of their sports. Buy them a glove, a good glove, and give them a year to break it in. Don't wait till the last minute and then you got to break it in like you did and it's junk into it. Yeah, so that's where the educational part of this podcast comes in. And, and I'm joking a little bit about that, but you really do got to be looking a couple years ahead on gloves really for your kid. Yeah, because even with mine, because he ended up borrowing, I got a really nice glove last year. It's probably the best glove I've ever owned. Like, And I played a lot of baseball, like went into a little bit of college and I finally had a decent one. Yeah, we, I mean, I, I used to grab stuff out of the lost and found in school and just use them yeah so andy talk a little bit with scott and i were talking earlier how when we were kids you'd grab an aluminum bat out of the out of your garage and that's what we had for our baseball bats and now these kids get to have bat demo day and hit them and hit you know every single day it's a lot different than when we came through yeah i was pretty excited like i think i was on the cusp of some of that stuff because i had the one of the first air attacks like Louisville slugger came out with and i got the platinum coming out of it and i remember swinging that air attack for the first time and I think that was the first time I actually like I went yard with that. I think I had 13 home runs on, on like that eighth grade year. Wow. It was it was I, was I just remember swinging that thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness! And then so I was like, okay, that's the kind of standard. Well, then you kind of tail off. You don't play baseball much after that. And then the, my son gets involved, and now we see these, and I'm like, this is a whole different ball game. I went and swung his, yeah, it's, and I put a don't don't tell don't tell Scott. I put a dent in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> And then I stopped after that because yeah. I was like, holy cow. You've made your mark on the dugout forever. Yeah. And I'm it, sure I'm not alone on that one. It's not with your personality. So it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But so yeah, uh, yeah, these gloves are amazing. Or the uh, gloves and bats are amazing. So, yeah, because he used last year as a Marini, And just the amount of pop that these these guys have uh, are I'm jealous. I wish I could yeah, almost right. relive and go back through yeah. it again. We'd all be Babe Ruth. Well, and Jeff, Jeff does a good uh, you know, gives us great deals, and it's a good opportunity for people to get stuff. Yeah, I so. think you can save 50, 70, 100 on some of these bats today, Definitely. you know, which is crazy yeah. good money, good 20% deals. off. Well, even if you're not even looking for, like, this year's model, like, I know he has some of the 2019 still, yep. and he's, like, he whispered off the side, so if you want to go talk to him about it, even go stop at a store if you can't make it down tonight. If you are got a bunch of kids in, in, the, in the program or you just need a your entry-level kid, you know they're going to grow pretty quickly and they're going to go through a bat. He's going to give a really good deal and you get a really nice bat that could last a while. Like, you don't have, I mean, everybody wants the 2020 models. Yep. But it's not a bad idea if you're, you're like again, you're trying to buy from multiple kids or you're just kind of not sure what they're going to do, especially the U8s, U9s. I think it's a good opportunity to get them in a nice bat, but you don't necessarily have to pay. Oh, yeah. You could get wrapped up in some I remember cash. Brady, so he was eight years old and he came through. And I'm like, I'm just going to get him this $100 bat. So we go out first couple weeks of games. These kids are hitting ropes, you know, 20, 30 feet further. Yeah, that was the end of me buying cheap bats because yeah. I'm like, they're at a disadvantage. Yeah. You know, the, the equipment helps, plain and simple. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's the kind of like golf these days. The equipment has changed the game at many, many different Not levels. Not your game, though. <laughs> <laughs> My game's terrible, too. I can... <laughs> I, I think mean, getting, the nicer the clubs I get, the worse it's going to be. He sets I can, himself I can sh- up for these. Days. Well, you're probably like, I don't know, you're probably way better than me, but it's like, oh, now, really. I can, now I can shank it 100 more yards to the right. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, that's I need. I, didn't I can see. go two holes to the right <laughs> instead of one. Yeah, you've been two holes to the right. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, Andy, we want to talk to you a little bit about uh, stepping in and take the coaching. I know that you, you did some helping out last year with the U9 team, but this year you're you've kind of stepped up into a more official role with Pete. You guys are sort of co- co-coaching the U10 Black team, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. How the off season has been? I know it's early yet, and you guys are kind of just getting going. But how's it going so far? It's pretty good. I think it's been a really good partnership. Um, Luke Peterson's like the other U10 team, so I think it's been a good collaboration between us. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to um, have our our boys be quite a bit more competitive than last year. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, getting working earlier, but also let them know that there's a levels past this. Like, if you want to play this, I give it opportunities to go up to Luke's team and play in kind of like those premier and like the AAA premier type leagues to know that there's competition way above this. So if you really want to put your mind to it, there's a lot of opportunities past this. Um, but the the boys have been really good. I, we put a lot more structure coming in. We're doing a lot more 
um, consistency in the practices. I, and I think it's kind of shown, especially with the boys, they're getting getting the grasp of it really quicker. They go to, they jump in, they know what to expect. They're hitting the sure the different. So like that's the kind of the bonus of this this facility that we have here to have the opportunity to go to different stations and. It's been fun to watch. We had a couple of new kids come in, um, coming from outside of the program, and they're just kind of amazed that like we have this ready to go and available for the kids to kind of jump in. And I think they kind of thrive on that stuff. So we keep it fun. We keep it light. There's music. We do quick stations. Like We wanted to have a lot more repetition. I think that was something we kind of lacked last year, kind of getting the feel for everything. Some kids are come from different walks of life. I kind of feel that coming from rec, different areas, different coaches. We want to make it consistent. We want to make it fun. But you got to be quick with kids these age. Like You can't have them. You can't have... Hey, you're over there in one station while the rest of the kids are at, at their own vice. For sure, here they're going to be goofing around in the corner. It's we really want them to want good reps. We want five to ten good reps, and we want them moving on to another drill, so we get more repetition that right. way. When you're kind of in the sweet spot, Scott, you can talk about this more than I can. You're in that sweet spot age wise where that U10, U11, U12. That's where some real basics and real big improvement can start happening. You know, I think these guys get to U13. Obviously, you can always get better. That goes all the way up to the pros. But where you make sort of that change from a young kid playing baseball to a, a competitive kid can really happen in these years. You guys are in a big sweet spot there. Well, I think, uh, first of all, I think Andy and Pete are giving these, what, you got 11, 12 boys? Yeah, we're right around right 11. Yeah, so you, they're giving, you know, I jumped at the opportunity when they said, well, do you want to do another team? And they've done an awesome job um, bringing these boys along and making good ball players out of them. And I'm I'm just ecstatic we have two teams at this level. I right. wish we had two teams at every level and have good coaching. You know, I'm when he's talking stations and low reps and – that's that's what I lived by for 20 years. You know, these kids get bored. You give them two, you know, two rounds of five stations, ten stations of practice. They don't get bored. It's, you know, so yeah, you're doing it right. That's for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of us learning group last year and things like that, and kind of learning, um, fitting what we know from when we played and onward, and kind of dialing back down to like their level. But um, like you said, just we got burnt out by the time we got to gym time last year. Cause we, we, they played, like we have, we have multi-sport athletes and that's one thing I truly believe in. Like I want them playing different sports and especially around like the holiday season. Like we, we ramp up pretty early. I was adamant about the arm conditioning thing. We shut, we shut that down. We're not doing any type of stuff. We're doing more like the stretching band stretching to get ready for like January. we're going to start doing some program. But that was one thing that we kind of heard on last year. We burned kids out too early and we worked on throwing too late. So from a pitching standpoint, so I think, and it's not even like the actual throwing mechanic piece. It's like the mechanics, the lower half working the body piece. Like we had a lot of arm throwers last year and that's, that's just the dangerous road to go down. And then you kind of, we relied a lot really heavily on, on a few, few guys. And that's something I really want to change for this year. I really want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to throw. And I want to make sure to get in a regimen where we have like an inning kids go through an inning and then we get another pitcher in there. So yeah. a lot of people yeah, mentally too, right? I mean, they need to work on that. Not just, uh, you know, you're giving a lot of kids opportunities, and some kids are mentally stronger, mm -hmm. and you might find that sure. diamond in the rough, right? Well, with the rules they have imposed on boys for pitch counts these days, if you got 11 kids, you probably got 13 pitchers on that team. The way it works, it seems like everybody's got a pitch now, right. and, and you really got to keep everybody in groove. Well, even if you especially go to like, like you go to tournament weekends. You want to make sure that they have the opportunity. Um, you have you have at least a whole backlog of kids that you know that can at least go and give you an inning. Because like we had we had got so that was the thing we had last year. We had the offensive part of it. Like our boys kept up. Like we scored really well with the other ones with the other teams, but we had a lack of pitching. Right. So when you're when you're already down the first two innings, you're down by seventeen, whatever, because you right. gave up like a bunch of walks. But then you you end up went, like losing the game like eighteen to sixteen. Yeah, like it's not an offensive problem. Like no. we're we're there right there offensively. I think we us by doing the mechanics, like getting the core body stuff, realizing. So I have a whole like ten point checklist. I showed the kids like what I want to do. Like I'm not letting you throw a baseball in a pitching format until you can show me that you 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 can do this. Right. And some of it was based on like some of that ascension. Um, the trainers that came in with us, like I think Scott, you're a big part of that, bringing them in to kind of talk to us at the beginning of the year. I think that was really eye opening. And I had a meeting with my parents um, before the season even started practicing. Like this is my expectation. 
Like I want my kids to have three, like full three months off. So I'm like, I'm not pitching here. I'm asking you guys not to do that either. Cause they all asked about, well, there's a pitching coaching that's happening. Some here, I want to take them there. I'm like, I'd prefer it if you could hold off until like the next year. And cause I don't want them burning their arms out this early. It's a marathon and not just within one year, or one season. It, it, it's within these kids' careers. Well, yeah. I mean, if they start in January, they got eight solid months of throwing. That's plenty. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that all sounds great. It sounds like it's uh, going to be a good year, and uh, we'll certainly keep in touch. Real quick, before we let you get out of here, uh, what you guys got something scheduled for, Q, for QTR coming up? Or Yeah, I really want to get something going with the guys, especially before the holidays. Um, so I know like we got some stuff going on, whatever. It would be good to get the guys together. I'm happy to. Like, you guys should come join. We could have a big smorgasbord. Well, Combine the two. That'd be kind of fun. Pete and I have been talking about that since we started that we want to do a, kind of a mashup show and, and I think there's an opportunity to get some good content there. And I think A lot be, of it too because right. it's easy to just sit here and talk for 15 minutes. Oh, for sure. But yeah, we could talk for hours, I think. Sure. Well, thanks for coming by. It's good to see you and uh, we'll be listening to QTR and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, thanks for the opportunity, guys. Yep. That's uh, Andy Ninman from the U10 Black and Questionable Return Podcast. Back in a minute to wrap up on BSN with Scooter and McBee. back with you to wrap up close up shop for the uh, 2019 uh, bat demo day uh unfortunately we we got a little too busy with the show and jeff keys which was so busily up front uh along with uh, mr miller selling bats that uh we're not going to be able to make time for him to have a show but we talked to jeff we're going to have him on a later episode uh just because he does a lot for bronco select not just on the equipment side but uh, also on a lot of our apparel, a lot of our spirit wear that we incorporate in the organization. And he's just, uh, it's another Union Grove business that's been around and been kind of part of the scheme for a long, long time in town. So we want to make sure that uh, we give Jeff his due. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to close up shops here. It's been a, been a pretty good day. Feels right at home here uh, in our new setting. And I think it's going to work out nice and hopefully we can get down here every week or two and uh, get this thing really rolling and get some people in here to interview. Yeah, I think uh, I think being in this room and maybe throwing a sign out front. You know, if if you're ever driving by and you see the on-air light on, don't don't hesitate to stop by because uh, we uh, like talking to people that are just uh, in the community too and uh, kind of incorporate Union Grove into this thing as well. So uh, tell all your friends about the show. Yeah, spread it around. It's uh, podb.com, and we are going to – Nineman's out of my hair now, so – but uh, he's riding me about getting this thing spread out to iTunes and other places. Uh, Scott, final thoughts on bats and bat day and the importance of uh, getting the right bat for a kid. It's – it's uh, this is a really good thing that we started a few years ago, and for our not only for our kids, but we've had community members from other organizations, high school kids come in here – and take advantage of the good deals. I mean, you're not going to find a better deal on the internet anywhere. These guys are getting $80 off a bat. So um, it's a good deal, a good deal for the kids, and just another perk for being in Bronco Select. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Having the bat, uh, the right uh, equipment for these kids is important. You know, we put all this work in um, with their, their strength and conditioning and core work and reps and swings and at the end of the day, you know, it, to not put the, the right tools in their hand to, to do the job is just kind of taken away from all the hard work that uh, they put in. So we appreciate uh, Jeff uh, helping us put that together and Easton and D. Marini. Um, thanks again to Kevin. Really, we don't have a show this week if he didn't step up and get me into our new laptop that we're recording on our new HP there for performance PC. For performance PC. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you getting that in there. So. Once again, uh, today's show was sponsored by Performance PC, Bob's Mobile. And uh, we didn't really uh, name the Bob's Mobile Coaches Corner, even though we had a couple coaches in here today. So, But right. uh, we want to make sure we get Bob's. By the way, Bob's Mobile, if uh, you ever see Bob Ketterhagen out on the street and he looks like he's bored 
ask him to bake you a pie. Uh, I got my pie, long story short, I bought pie at uh, Teed Up for Tie this year. And uh, I don't always take them home that night. And I finally got my pie from from Bob Ketterhagen this this week, and it was nothing short of spectacular for sure. That's good to hear. That's his new hobby. A man wrenched for 35 years, and now he's a baker. So, well, that'll do it for us uh, on BSing with Scooter and McBee. Uh, hope to have the uh, next episode up uh, probably just after the first of the year. Uh, we'll be bringing in our PT and strength and conditioning coach, uh, Cody Clapper from the high school, to talk all about keeping these kids healthy through the year. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Good to be with yep. you. Until uh, next time, just keep swinging for the fences, right? There you go. Swing for the fence. Can't uh, end on better words than that. Uh, next time, we'll see you. Thanks for joining us on BS and the Scooter. Peace.